What are you getting? Well, I'm getting a bounce, mm -hmm. um, but there's a lightness within it as well. Interesting. Yeah. You know, just, honey, it's a yeah. very tricky color, and I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. Terry and I worship it's an unconventional deity, the power of another dimension. Now, you're not going to read about this dimension in a book or in a magazine or uh, in a newspaper uh, because it doesn't exist anywhere except in my own mind. Hi! Oh, man. That was hot. Yikes. What's Woo! up? Yeah! <laughs> Skype! <clears throat> 17 and we we've made it four straight months without interruption and except this now one, with your skype <laughs> this one we rely <laughs> on a crappy wi-fi signal and skype yep but so far your skype is all messed up is that something or what <laughs> i think or what now al alicia <laughs> yeah <What>? room <laughs> hooked up <laughs> To some hot Wi-Fi that is not working the best. <clears throat> I was wondering. I don't know. Now you sound normal. Do I? Is that better? Yeah, now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll run on the LTE signal, see what that happens. See how that goes. What is that? What's the LTE signal? It's not Wi-Fi. So I'll, oh. I'll avoid the Wi-Fi. But do, do you got me now? Do, do you got me? There's some Yeah, grammar. no, I got you. Good yeah, I got you. All right. Cool. Let's roll yeah. with that. All right. Okay. Um, so you're going to delete all this part, um, you know, when it, before you send it to the, out to the Webster web? We may have to do a little editing. Yeah. We'll see okay. about that. Um, yes, I want to open that page. It's that, it's that simple. Come on, Apple. Do your job. This is the David Allen Show, in case you weren't uh, noticing that we are... Uh, in a different location. <laughs> Look, we came, we saw, and died. <laughs> we came, we saw, and died. <laughs> This is the next president on the Democratic side, according to Dianne Feinstein. <laughs> it's not a laughing matter. I take it really seriously. <laughs> that folks uh hillary clinton right there a little remix oh. little remix the evil remix yeah <laughs> yeah that laugh i mean that laugh now was that a real laugh yeah i mean that one was kind of tuned a bit but yeah you know i mean people when they're when they're in front of other people they'll they won't always oh laugh, oh you mean is it you authentic know? Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, no. I meant that. I don't think no. it is. <laughs> Not so much. It can't be, can it? Unless she's that evil. Hmm? Well, 
Mm-hmm. Now that's probably true. Um, yeah, I think it has to be. The uh, Senator Diane Feinstein, as we like to call her, um, once again urged critics of Hillary Clinton to drop the discussion surrounding the former Secretary of State's email controversy and instead focus on the major problems the country's next president will have to face. Quote, this goes on and on and on. We're reaching the final stages of a primary. Yep, that's why it needs to go on and on and on. Hillary Clinton is going to win this primary. I say enough is enough. Let's get to the major problems facing this nation, she says. I don't believe she was trying to hide anything. I don't care what you believe, Diane. Wow. And and she's trustworthy. She has nothing to hide. Right? <laughs> right? Who, Diane she's, or Hillary? Yeah. No, Diane. Oh, Diane. oh no. She nothing has nothing to hide. No. Yeah. She just wants the truth. She's doing it for the children. She also so. stressed that from what she can see, the front runner hasn't broken any laws. Quote, I read all 42 pages of the report. Oh, man. <gasps> she did. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> what how long that hero. took. She's a hero. She says the conclusion a of hero. the report does not say that. Doesn't say what? Well... What it says is that the department does not handle these electronic platform operations well and needs to do better. So she's saying that this report that claimed that Hillary uh, actually did stuff that she wasn't supposed to be doing, um, it was actually a bad report on the department, period. So, so (laughs) yeah. what are they, are they rat finks? Is that what she's saying? (laughs) Perhaps. She says, I mean, what do people want? Having said that, is it what it, it is what it is, and you know, I don't think we would make a federal case over it. Really, the president of the U.S., well, potential president of the U.S., deliberately flouted the law, uh-huh. and now you're, it's okay, we're not going to worry about that. Now, you're, you're seeing that like it's a bad thing, <laughs> and, um... <laughs> you mean the deliberate... Flout, yeah. Flotation of the law. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And um, I, I think, I think you have some, uh, yeah, ulterior motives there. And, we came. And we saw. He died. <laughs> you know what that was referring to? Um, Osama bin Laden. Mohammar Gaddafi. Oh, Gaddafi. Yeah, that's yeah. right. She's laughing. <laughs> he died. <laughs> that's so funny. She's a creep. Wow. A creep, that woman, that Hillary. Um, but, <clears throat> but it is one of those things where uh, nothing anybody can say will... Um, change the mind of the average Obama bot. Idiot. I mean, oh, yeah, bot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So why bother? Well, I or, wouldn't say why bother. I'm just thinking. Um. You know, why does anybody pay attention at all to what she has to say? Because she's obviously compromised in so many ways. You know. Confused, of course. What do you mean? Why does anyone? Well, why does anyone take her at her word? That's a different question. Yes, I would think that good question. Why does anybody? Um, 
Yes. <laughs> yes to that? I'll yes. Say, I'll say yes to that. I'll say yes, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. So I spent most of today, the, the, the better part for of today. you. I spent it. It's all gone. Um, in a maritime museum. Really? Yeah. Boats. Now, uh, these are cool. And they're, most of them pri- are private collections that are on loan, which I think is just nuts that there's that many privately collected, really cool-looking old boats. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, now, what kind of, I mean, a maritime, co- I mean, is that like ocean, ocean Oh, no, boats? no, no ocean liner there. No siree. Uh, like little, uh, I don't even know what to, how to explain it. I mean, some of them look like old cars. I mean, it's like really, really elaborate fiberglass and woodwork. Uh, probably from the, what would they be, 50s maybe? Really? Yeah, and older. And just cool. There's gobs of, there's one room that has just nothing but um, old fishing gear and hundreds of old lures. Which is just pretty cool to see. Huh. So I spent uh, most of the day filming a a series of training videos with an author there today. And we've got to go back tomorrow to do the same thing uh, for most of the day. We got through about half of them, I think. So that's why you're uh, not at home. Yeah, that's why I'm not at home. That's why we have this this Skype Skype delay. And I'm sitting here drinking bad coffee. Oh. From the Cafe Valet. The what? <laughs> it's called the Cafe Valet. Seriously? Mm-hmm. The the coffee machine I used. The Cafe Valet. <laughs> you know, for that, I would have expected it to bring it to me. Or at least go go park it. I don't know. Bring it to me in the morning? Do they validate? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, so... Uh, um. So it was a long day? Yes, yes. Uh, we uh, left the homestead at 6.40 this morning. Wow. And then arrived near 10 o'clock, and, 9 o'clock, and then um, set up and filmed from about 10 o'clock until s- just before 6. And we have probably oh. that, uh, I bet we're that, that long again tomorrow, or close. Wow. Mm-hmm. But it's an absolutely beautiful backdrop for this. It's cool. So we, we pretty much have the run of the place. Tomorrow we'll have a couple hours that our uh, place is closed. And so we can do have the run of the place to go wherever we need to get the shot. It's really cool. Wow. Yeah. So it's kind Well, of that a, is cool. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do anything interesting at all today. I woke up in the morning, though, so at least well, I got that going for me. At least you got that, me. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've heard of the Libertarian Party, correct? Oh, wait, oh, yes. wait, this, isn't that you? Yeah, I would say I am. At this you point, have, I am. You have publicly um, asserted that you will be voting for uh, uh, neither of the main parties. Is that correct? Yeah. For, for uh, to, toward one of these... Uh, libertarian options perhaps well maybe i just saw i saw an article 
It said that, I think it's Gary Johnson. Mm-hmm. The article asserts that uh, he agrees with 75% of what uh, Bernie Sanders agrees with. Oh. And What's now... the 25 he doesn't? Well, I don't know, maybe agrees that uh, people shouldn't be summarily executed. Well, I'd agree with that. You know, I'd, I'm sure there's things that Bernie Sanders, you know. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it'd be weird if you didn't agree with that. Yeah. Um, you're, uh, you know, I'm sure there's there's tons of, I'm, I'm sure there's more things that, that uh, they agree with than what they disagree with, just mm-hmm. as is, there is with, I mean, there's more that I agree with Hillary Clinton then I probably disagree with Hillary Clinton. Like it, they uh, just happen to be things you would be willing to die on. They would be well, hills you would be willing to die on. I'm sure we both agree that we don't want to get eaten by alligators, and I'm <laughs> sure we both agree that we don't want to get eaten by sharks, and I'm sure we both agree that we don't want to die from uh, flesh-eating bacteria. And I could go on. So there's a lot of things that we can, we can agree on. <clears throat> but those aren't up for discussion right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying that just because they agree on 75% of things. Gotcha. It means nothing. Mean, gotcha. Yeah. It potentially could mean nothing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, so I haven't even spent the time examining uh, any of the other the parties be- because it doesn't matter at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll look at it closer and we get there and. I don't know. I just, uh, I'm not going to vote for the Communist Party or Socialist Party or the Democratic Party. Yeah, I, I know I'm being redundant here. Um, <laughs> uh, and, I don't have my bell with me, darn it. And probably not for the Republican Party. I'm pretty quite quite positive I won't. Well, I shouldn't say quite positive. I Paul, suppose there's a, Paul Ryan just came out today and he's going to vote for Trump. Speak well, of the house. Boy, that, that just pushed me over the edge. <laughs> Is that what you needed to get over? Yeah, to definitely not vote for Trump. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. No. Huh. I, anyways, you were. I'm sorry for hijacking. You were. You were going moving forward. You were talking about the Libertarian. Well, I was going to ask party. you about Libertarian Party. Yeah. Just see what you thought. Well, I mean, Hold I'm. On. Well, I have, okay. have a little, I have a little something. Rodent road hazards. What? Oh, that's an ad. I don't want to add. <laughs> that's a funny. Ad. Oh, I thought I thought I was talking about the Democratic Convention. Well, so I mean, well, maybe it could have been Farmers Insurance. Bum 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 bum. Okay, come on now. Okay. Oh, I forgot this Wi-Fi is so good. Well, that's sarcasm, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should know me by now. What kind of convention has this as a part of the day's events? <laughs> so, this... <laughs> Apparently, the Libertarian Convention to decide their candidate for President of the United States. James Weeks is a liberty activist and was campaigning to be the Libertarian Party's chairman when he decided the event needed, quote, a little bit of fun. And he starts dancing and clapping, which everyone loves. A lady even gets up on her chair to join in the little bit of fun. But then Weeks decides to turn his time on stage into an audition for Magic Mike Part 3. Some people were visibly disturbed, while others came on stage to pay him for his work. The Libertarian Party did nominate two former governors, 
New Mexico's Governor Gary Johnson, who will lead the ticket, and former Massachusetts Governor William Weld as his running mate. But Weeks' dreams of being the party chairman were dashed when he announced that he had stripped because of a dare and dropped out of the race. What's strange is not that this guy took his clothes off on live TV, but that this isn't even the weirdest thing to happen in this election. I'm Carrie Lum for Buzz 60. Why is it not? Pass it on. Come on, Carrie. Why is that not the weirdest thing to happen? That's odd. I don't know. I think that's probably the weirdest, don't you think? (laughs) For a guy running for the chairman of the party to strip to his nothing on stage? Yeah, Yeah, I think that's the weirdest. Yeah, I'm going to vote for that as the weirdest. (laughs) I don't know. What do you think? I don't know what the other options are. What? Um... It's Hillary. I mean, she barked, but that's not that's, okay. It's weird, but not that weird. Yeah. Yeah. If she were, to, <laughs> if she were to follow the lead of this libertarian guy, that'd be weird. Oh please! Oh please! No! <laughs> no! 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 Would no, that seal her fate? <laughs> no, we're not going there. There's I didn't mental say pictures anything. that just. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've discussed for some time now on this show. The, discussed or dis- discussed? D- both. Well, we've discussed in disgust um, this idea that if you think that you belong to a different gender, you do. Yeah. Um, yep. The This is the DC Gazette headline. Okay, so they're quoting the Charlotte Observer. Anyway, headline. Ah, oh, Santa Maria. Um, go back. Go back to that. Hmm. No. Sorry, I just lost my... All right. Uh, girls, ready? Need to, quote, overcome discomfort of seeing male genitalia in the restroom. So just overcome it. Deal with it. Deal with it. A leading North Carolina newspaper issued an editorial last week telling girls that they need to, quote, overcome discomfort at the sight of male genitalia should transgender bathroom laws be enacted. According to the Charlotte Observer, the Justice Department is comparing girls who are uncomfortable looking at a man's genitalia to white folks being around black folks in post-segregation America. How's that sound? There was a uh, there was a politician like twenty years ago who was talking about women getting raped, <clears throat> and he made some comment like they should just lay back and enjoy it. Like if you're getting raped, just to kind of you know just go with the flow, don't fight so much. And this sounds a lot like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um, so when. When a woman's walking down the street and a guy flashes her, she shouldn't. She shouldn't report him. Oh no, no, that that's normal. Deal with it. Get used to it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, those people <clears throat> should be beaten with a stick. Yeah. The Washington Times <laughs> stated, "This is what the Obama administration nudged the rest of the country toward on Friday." The editorial said, "Yes, the thought of a male." The thought of male genitalia in girls' locker rooms and vice versa might be distressing to some. But the battle for equality has always been in part about overcoming discomfort. 
with blacks sharing facilities, with gays sharing marriage, and then realizing it was not nearly so awful as some people imagined. Not a moral equivalent. It can't be, exactly. There's nothing immoral about being black or white or anything else. Right. Loretta Lynch, country singer, or, oh, sorry, she's the, um, uh, was she the... um, Attorney General? Yeah, the AG... Um, with the Obama administration, she sided with them about transgender bathrooms and also attempted to create a correlation between transgender and race. Um, Rick Moran, the writer of The American Thinker, responded by saying, quote, the notion that the Obama administration is nudging anything is laughable. The Obama administration, the Obama Justice Department is shoving this rule down the throats of Americans, most of whom oppose the policy. How is this issue remotely connected to race relations? It isn't, but gullible Americans will believe it, despite the disconnect from reality. Black and white people did not choose their race, but it's very def- by its very definition, transgender people choose their gender identity. That's a monumental difference had hidden in this politically correct message. Yeah. Sounds kind of monumental. Politics has no business distorting reality that young girls should never have to overcome the sight of a grown man's penis in a restroom designated to women. Let's see the Obama girls walk into the ladies' room and, quote, overcome discomfort at the sight of a man's penis. No way that will happen. But Americans have to change everything for less than 1% of the population. Total nonsense. This, the story from the D.C. Gazette. Yeah, this is uh, uh, yeah, insanity. <clears throat> yeah, this isn't this isn't about equality or anything else. That this is um, trying to to destroy society, to tear it down. That's all this is. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and it's just, it's just amazing that that anybody, any right thinking person would that this would even be reasonable to any right thinking person and um again it's like uh it is uh like people who oppose uh guns in some ways um they talk about how people are paranoid about uh owning hand- handguns and and uh obama makes some comment about uh, white people clinging to their guns and their religion and whatnot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but when it comes to uh, to guns, um, uh, the th- the thing that is that is kind of interesting, at least to me, is how hypocritical these people would be if. Uh, if their lives were were threatened, and how easy it is for uh, for Obama to talk about, you know, people should get rid of their guns when he has a Secret Service who are loaded with them. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, it's just hypocrisy upon hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are vile people. Yeah, they are.
This is the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com Well, if Katy Perry can do it, why not everyone, right? There you have it. Pop culture right there. Ugh. <laughs> well, there's that. Uh, Lu- 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 Louisiana. Lu- Louisiana. Louisiana. Um. They have a lawmaker, Democrat, of course, Representative Barbara Norton. She's a state representative. Uh, She is standing against a bill mandating that students in the state are taught the Declaration of Independence. Can you guess why? Uh, Because they are white males. (laughs) They were slave owners. Is that why? This quote, quote, for the Declaration of Independence, only Caucasians were free. And mm-hmm. for you to bring a bill to request that our children will recite the Declaration, I think it's a bit unfair. Critics mm-hmm. were quick to condemn the lawmakers' claim that the de- Declaration of Independence is somehow inherently racist. Quote, for her to be attacking the Declaration of Independence, that is attacking liberty, that is attacking freedom. That was Deneen De- Borelli. Uh, she also said Norton should examine the racist history of her own party, <laughs> the party of the KKK. Why, why not attack that history, she asks. Well, there you have it. But you can't do that. No, 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 no. Can't do that. <sighs> I... Yeah. 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 Speaking of black people hating white people, (laughs) is that where we were? I think so. (laughs) Uh, Portland Community College. um, And we remember Portland Community College because um, they had a thing on... What was it? White... White privilege or your white something oh really i can't <laughs> well believe that. social justice warriors have been rampaging through social norms and traditions typically testing their theories at institutions of higher learning how far down the road of insanity we have traveled have we traveled uh portland community college has put their spin on black history month with courses under the auspices of quote Whiteness History Month, challenging students to think about the privilege that comes with being white. Whiteness History Month? Right. Because when I first saw the classes laid out, I thought to myself, oh, this is uh, a conversation between two people. Oh, uh, so this is like some extreme right-wing group that's trying to make a point that there's Black History Month. Why shouldn't there be, you know, White History Month or Latino History Month or Asian or whatever? But that's not White History Month. It's Whiteness History Month. A key difference. Here is a little video to explain the difference. White versus whiteness. White versus whiteness, it says. 
With all the conversations going on right now around PCC's Whiteness History Month project, we thought we'd help clarify a few things. Oh, please this do. This video is meant to help everyone understand the difference between white and whiteness. White is a term describing people. It refers to light-skinned people of European descent. We use white to describe skin color. Let me know when you're ready to um, blow your head off. The term white itself wasn't even created until <laughs> the 17th century. It was legalized after Bacon's Rebellion to better differentiate people of European, African, and indigenous descent. So remember, white is a word that people with a certain skin color might use to identify themselves. Now, whiteness is a word used to describe the process that created races and perpetuates racism. What? Whiteness what? divides people into categories based on skin color, it assigns different values or characteristics to those categories, and then structures the operations of our society around those beliefs. <laughs> okay, so uh, the text behind this lady as she's talking uh, has white listed and then underneath it uh, like subcategory like an explainer uh, civilized rational intelligent and then asian below that meek obedient foreigner black underneath black is aggressive athletic lazy how in the world <laughs> athletic and lazy i don't think those go together very often but okay <laughs> native american simple uncivilized and noble so th that's on the screen as she's talking. Because those values have been normalized, it means that even though the creators of this system are long gone, our ideologies and institutions by default are designed to favor light-skinned people. So to make it easier, when we use the word white, we're talking about people. When we say whiteness, we're talking about a system. People, system. People, system. And that system impacts everyone. Well, that's all for now. Stay tuned for more oh, videos man. and check Dynamite. us out at pcc.edu slash whm for more info on the project and our calendar of events. Or to let them know that you think they're insane. Well, uh, see, uh, she's defining the terms right there. That's uh -huh. what she's doing. Uh -huh. And if you allow somebody to define the terms, then you're always going to lose. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So she's... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Don't agree with her. Um, and if if somebody does ag agree with with her, uh, you know, uh, how can you how can you uh, if you're going to believe that tripe, mm -hmm. that garbage, mm -hmm. uh, then you're you're predisposed to believe. Finish him. Mm -hmm. So it. it I, I don't know what more you can say. I don't know what more. I, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> what more because, are you going to say? Well, um, uh, you can always, in every single culture, you're going to find reprehensible people, reprehensible times. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you go in Africa... You're going to, you're going to, uh, I mean, right now, if you go to Africa, yeah. um, the, uh, a lot of the different countries that were given back to the native Africans are just absolute hell holes. Uh, is that, you know, uh, what do you have to say about Anything that? Anything else is racism. 
I mean, th- that's kind of how it goes, right? If you think otherwise, if you think that that's not the best option, you must be a racist. Yeah. Yeah. Must be. Okay. I, I get, I okay. mean, sure, right? Well, if you like that, then go and live in Zimbabwe if you, if mm. you think that that's a better way of yeah. governing. Go, go ahead. Go, go. <laughs> go knock yourself out. Well, ooh, ooh, maybe literally, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing you can say to these. There's nothing you can say to these people. Um, and the only reason they have a job, these social justice warriors. Wait, is, it's not a job. Okay, yeah, so that, that platform would be, would be a better, platform. Yeah. Might be a better word. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. I don't even know what to say about these people. Other than, I mean, if you if you actually believe that, if you really truly believe the garbage that that they're propagating, I don't know what I don't know what anybody can say to you. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, okay, go ahead, live that way. You, if you want to live in that kind of world, go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> um, here's something that's off the wall. A Snapchat, Uh-oh. a Snapchat. Do you Snapchat? Um, actually, I'm trying to quit. <laughs> no, I've never, I've never Snapchat. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I've deliberately up to now, at least, and for the foreseeable future, I don't really know why I would do it. Um, but, but I, yeah, I've kind of deliberately avoided it. Uh, apparently, there's a Snapchat filter. Uh. Apparently, it might be equal parts funny and terrifying, but it could also get you in trouble with the law. What? Indian comedian Tan May Bot posted a Snapchat face swap story on his Facebook page last week in which he used the faces of two Indian celebrities to talk about politics and feminism. He face swapped with singer Lata Mangeshkar and retired cricketer Sashin <laughs> Tendulkar. Now, was this in India, obviously, right? I would right? presume. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, this is from the independent Dakota, UK. Um, he face-swapped them uh, in a profanity-ridden argument. So, uh, quote, very respectfully, I would like to add that you are 5,000 years old. You have, have you seen your face? Jon Snow also died, so you should also. That was a quote. The video was largely condemned on social media as distasteful at best and punishable by law at worst. The parody had not gone down well, and celebrities and members of the public alike found his post defamatory, and the police even became involved. A spokesperson from, for Mumbai police told the New York Times that the police had approached Facebook and YouTube to remove it and were, quote, looking into the nitty-gritty of getting Wait it taken second. down. Defamatory? So, so, did, did he... Because he used their face, their likeness, in a face swap app on Snapchat to say bad things, apparently. Okay. All right. I don't know how that works, but okay. yeah, I don't either. But is there any legal precedent for this? Robert Ames, part of the Independence legal team, said, "I don't think face swapping per se would be a problem. It all depends on the context. Given that Snapchat is a social media platform, 
What? <laughs> okay. Um, if a po if a post that could be seen as damaging someone's reputation goes viral, that person is more likely to sue for libel or defamation. In addition, if you say something grossly offensive, you may fall foul of electronic communication offenses, which were passed with special focus on social media. The moral of the story, go right ahead and face swap, just um, mind what you do with that face. So apparently, uh, you can't use just anyone's face, which I kind of get, but I hate this idea that you get to, that there's, you can go to jail for doing a parody. Yeah, I know. I mean, it seems like that would be an obvious parody, right? <clears throat> I would assume because no one's going to look at it and go, oh my goodness, it's them. They're actually saying this. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. Well, maybe the Luddites in, in the government, but I don't know. Huh. And, okay, apparently that you have a Snapchat story which lives on... But for the most part, the idea of Snapchat is you send something and it, it's gone. So yes. I, I mean, yeah. it's seen, well, it's not gone because everyone, if they want it, they, they screenshot their phone and so then they have it forever. So when you send them that picture down your pants, um, they have it. <laughs> and in that vein of social media, uh, you, you'd, um, I know for a while you were going to abandon Facebook. Is that true? Yeah, and you I mostly, mostly have. have, right? Yeah, um, I probably look at it more than I should. Um, I do have business stuff up there, so I yeah, I claim that I need it for that. I hope I, I don't know. Um, apparently, uh, apparently, apparently, uh, Facebook is using smartphones to listen to what people say. That's fun. You mean they are actual? Oh, they're. They're tapping into their <laughs> Facebook cell phone. could be listening in on people's conversations all the time, an expert mm -hmm. has claimed. The app might be using people's phones to gather data on what they're talking about. It has been claimed. Facebook says that its app does, this is okay, from Facebook, its app does listen to what's happening around it, but only as a way of seeing what people are listening to or watching or suggesting that they post about. So otherwise invading the privacy. <laughs> right. I mean, to summarize, they're <laughs> right. not doing anything wrong. Other nothing than, bad. No, no, no. Except nothing for bad. invading their mm -hmm. privacy. Nothing bad. It's oh. good. All so, good. All good. It's fine, except uh -huh. for the invasion of privacy. That part. <laughs> that's no. That's, no. That's not no. the good part. Because probably buried, like way down in the, in the, uh, the agreement you signed when you signed up, it was that's all it. there. We can invade your privacy. Absolutely. Yep. Sure. This is the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com. We are, <laughs> ironically, we are on Facebook at the David Allen Show. <laughs> Get on there so they'll listen to you. <laughs> DavidAllenShow.com.
This is the David Allen Show. This is episode number 17. Can you believe it's 17 already? Crazy, crazy, crazy. Hello? Yes. This is the David Allen Show. <laughs> wow. She's crazy. <laughs> she's just, I'm just saying. She's in a bad I'm romance. She's in yeah, a bad romance. That'll do it to you every time. It's because she's crazy. You think so? Yeah, she's crazy. <laughs> so get off Facebook. I mean, don't get off. Yeah, anyway. Get off Facebook. Never mind. Don't do it. Don't don't get off or get off. I don't know. Don't get off? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's what I say. Get off or don't get what? I quit. <laughs> um... You've been following this um, Haram story? Excuse me? This Haram story? Okay, this is starting to sound familiar. Which, uh, uh, I mean, there's, there's two ways. There's Boko Haram, which I think is a bad group in where? Yeah, that's uh, in um, uh, Nigeria. Nigeria, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then there's, uh, is it Haram? Uh, a monkey? A gorilla? Not a monkey. Oh, yeah, yeah, a that's gorilla. it. That's it. Yeah, the yeah. gorilla. Yeah. Dead gorilla, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think about that? Well, I I did see that um, the uh, the zookeeper said that it can take up to thirty minutes for a tranquilizer dart to work. Oh, and um, so it's not like an instantaneous type of thing. It's not like the movies where you shoot them and they're out. Oh, yeah. The mere thought of it causes them to faint. Yeah. I mean, it's the same kind of principle when people say that law enforcement should shoot to wound, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you you shoot to stop. Right, the threat. The, exactly. the threat. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess the unfortunate thing is that people don't speak gorilla otherwise they would have known it was just going to pet the child <laughs> to or protect whatever it from the yeah. parents yeah yeah because obviously <clears throat> the parents need to be locked up yeah well and it's i mean it's bad for the gorilla nobody thinks that you should go out willy-nilly shooting gorillas correct just you know so to even a to even go there just means you're trying to stir up trouble or trying to make a ridiculous point um, but regardless of whether or not, uh, obviously the parents should have watched their child better. Um, but regardless of any of that, a human life is always more valuable than a gorilla. Mm-hmm. Jesus died for humans, not for gorillas. Now that's a religious statement that many people might not agree with, but that's where I stand. And so. Well, there are people that also, but well, <laughs> still do believe the earth is flat. <laughs> Just because yeah. you believe it doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. So their belief doesn't necessarily mean it's right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, I think, uh, you know, the, you know, I feel bad for the gorilla. Really? Do you think the gorilla gives a rip? Well, I I would imagine that it would 
you know, all things being equal, it would rather not be shot than shot. You think so? Yeah. Or do you, do you think there's enough intelligence there to, like, like a deer, let's say? Do you think deer well, I think, care? I, think <laughs> I mean, deer. obviously they they have a, a flight and a self preservation response, but do you think yeah, they well, care? I think they would prefer not to be shot. Just like <laughs> if you have a dog, it would. <laughs> How do you know they prefer that? <laughs> well, I could prove it. I could. I could. Um, Every time I could get a pellet gun, and every time I call the dog, and it comes to me, I shoot it with a pellet gun. That's different. It's not dead. I think. I didn't yeah, say I injure it. Obviously, no, but, nothing wants to be injured unless you have a, a disorder. But it would prefer not to be shot than to be shot. <laughs> okay, just so. sure. Okay, my, I was thinking to get dead was my point. But, well, I mean, God put the desire to not die. <laughs> <laughs> just about everything. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> Why? What, what's your What's your thesis? I don't know. I just I, I don't know. Uh, I guess I understand that. Um, you know, in these endangered beasts. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the problem I have with it, I, I don't think I know the problem I have with it, is that it seems like all the people that are freaking out or most of them, at least the vocal ones on the face bag, all Mm -hmm. of them are like, they're just livid that the, that they made that decision hasty. So what would they have rather done? Should should they have waited until the kid got killed or got drug about that place so much that he just had ripped his head off? Is that what they would have preferred? I think so. They would prefer, you know, okay, uh, you know, shoot it when it rips off the first limb from the child. And <laughs> what if that first limb happens to be the head? Well, you know, accidents happen. I don't know. <laughs> Is that collateral damage? Yeah, there you go. But then didn't this wasn't this collateral damage technically for the gorilla to die to save the human? But see, this goes yeah. like I mean King Kong, he was so nice. Um, I mean, even he was huge, but he was still nice to the people. What even though he took the lady, he didn't kill the, her, right? No, no, he, no, no, no. He wanted to keep her and to right? pet her, <laughs> right? So they could have had that happen. I mean, maybe this was King Kong, or maybe it was a whole Tarzan deal that this was fate <laughs> that this kid was to now be raised by this thing. Uh, and that, so this kid had the inner urge to be raised by the gorilla and decided he wanted to get in there. So he jumped in there and the gorilla said, yes, we're in. And these mean, mean old people decided to stop it. Can you believe that? You mean he self-identified as Tarzan? <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how that can't be right. However... Um, there, there's another side to this tale that not many people have heard, and I just stumbled across it searching on the web, which means it's true. Um, the Cincinnati Zoo authorities have released new information. This is new information that shows a suspicious link between the gorilla killed over the weekend and the Islamic State. <laughs> so this is an ISIS gorilla. They had to shoot it. 
So the baby who was trying to take the baby as like a shield didn't work out. I'm glad they brought those snipers in. So that, that wasn't thing. that wasn't fur. That was a suicide belt. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's silverback. Yeah, yeah. That was actually a terrorist <gasps> wow. in Cincinnati and Ohio is where the Republican convention is uh, this month. Ohio. I might be in Cincinnati even. Have you ever seen um <laughs> it's stretch but whatever. <laughs> Trading places? Have you ever seen that movie oh, yeah, with, with Dan uh, Aykroyd and uh Stevie Mur- uh, Eddie, no, Eddie, Eddie Murphy? No, Eddie Murphy. Stevie Murphy. Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know the 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 bad guy they knock out and they put him in a gorilla suit. <laughs> I think so. It's been a while. Well, it, well, that's what happens, and then they put him on a on a um, on a boat to Africa to release him back into the wild. <laughs> and, um, anyways, so you know, maybe it was Al Qaeda. No, no, no. It's I is is Islamic okay. State. It's not Al Qaeda. It's different. Isl. It's different. Isl. Is is. <laughs> Is is this little uh, is whatever I don't know. <laughs> I thought that A-ish. was good though. So so that was uh, CNN. <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I told you it was obscure because it's stuff that we don't want out. I mean the 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 U.S. government doesn't really want this information out there because ah. for, I mean for this ISIS guerrilla to have been under the radar for seventeen years. I mean that would look so, really bad on the on our um, national security, so they can't. So they, they couldn't so, have done that. So they, they didn't they didn't want this information out. So did they put it on uh, Hillary Clinton's email server? Is it's that, possible. Is, is that how it was released? <laughs> no, because if that had happened, then um, Snowden would have released it. Oh, and okay. we don't want that either, because I mean Snowden is an operative, so he's at CIA, so he's, that was deliberate. So um, you know, we can't have that. Got so, it. No, it had, they had to send it all the way to Australia uh, to a website called chaser.com.au. And, oh, I mean, it's, oh. it's truth right there. Truth. Yeah. Well, it, uh, you know, they don't have a uh, a dog in the fight, the Australians. <laughs> no. Well, they have a sheep it's dog. It's a kangaroo. But, <laughs> yeah, they have a kangaroo. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. That was a long way. A long way for that one. <laughs> this is the David Allen show. I guess. Okay, so yeah, global warming, you've heard of that, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Or global climate change. Um climate change. Okay. Uh it's like they they don't call it global warming anymore because uh it's not and so they can't use that word cuz people are actually looking at the data and it's not and so the, they had to change it. So now it's climate change. Um, yes. And it's global climate change, blah blah blah. Um, <clears throat> when was it that the the scientists, the brains, the the smart elites? When was it that they thought the Earth was flat? Well, I've uh, <coughs> I've heard that they never really did think that it was flat. That that's kind of a myth. What? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm uh 
I, I'm grinding my teeth. <laughs> I wondered. That sounds strangely like ice. <laughs> no, I'm just... So weird. It's Skype. <laughs> uh, no, the... <clears throat> the... Um, the This idea um, that the people that thought the Earth was flat, based on the history mm-hmm. that I know, I mean, your history might be off, but the history that I have learned, mm-hmm. which I don't remember sure. when it was, so I didn't learn it very well, but anyway. Um, <laughs> 1600s, I don't know when it was. Uh, when did, well, what, okay, wasn't the fear that Columbus was going to go out and sail off the edge of the Earth, wasn't that a a potential fear? What was that noise? <laughs> Skype. I'm hydrating. I'm hydrating. Hydrating in bed. Interesting. Huh. That's special information we don't need. <clears throat> Thanks for that visual. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is taking a long time. Sorry. <laughs> the people that thought the earth was flat, they were considered the smart people, correct? They were the scientists of the day. Oh, well, I think that might be the narrative. I don't know if it's true, though. Okay, but that's what the history books tell us, which means it's true, right? Okay. <laughs> oh, this is not going to work. You have to play along. <laughs> yes, that is exactly <laughs> I thought so. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm horrible at this. <laughs> I don't want your conspiracy. Theories. Um, (laughs) If it was the established belief and the scientific belief that was widely spread that the earth was flat, it was kind of the outsiders then that had the audacity to to, um, push against that to claim that, no, maybe it's not flat. It perhaps is a sphere. Correct? Sure. Is my theory right? conspiracy or not is my theory correct yes okay so then how in the world do people like our president uh the illustrious barack in the in the way of uh james james carl cameron carl (laughs) um david cameron from the uk um prime minister he calls him barack my friend barack um in his he all the time says we don't have time for another meeting of the Flat Earth Society because global warming is consensus science that everybody, that is anyone, understands. Is he so stupid not to realize that the people that bucked the system were not the Flat Earth Society? They were the Round Earth Society? Um, Well, if it's true that indeed most scholars believe that the earth was <laughs> flat yes. in the middle middle ages then that would absolutely be true <laughs> i just about spit coffee out my nose thanks <clears throat> but but i i i uh <laughs> you still question the original premise yeah i question <laughs> the original premise is right <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> well, because I, I just looked it up on Wikipedia, which Ooh. I know is always true. 
But um, there's quotes on, on Wikipedia said uh, says that uh, during the early Middle Ages, virtually all scholars maintained the spherical viewpoint first expressed by the ancient Greek. Greeks. Oh, oh no, they they've ad, 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 revised that since Al Gore came into global warming oh. power. So it's wiki; well, you can revise it if you have enough money. Well, historian. <laughs> Jeffrey Burton Russell says the flat earth error flourished most between 1870 and 1920. What? Yeah, and had to do with a ideological setting created by struggles over evolution. <clears throat> what? That's what it said on here. <laughs> wow. Of course, that makes some sense because they want to demonize anyone that doesn't believe in evolution. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Wikipedia truth. Truth. Um, but nowadays with the Flat Earth Society, um, if you really believe that, I don't know, it's almost a form of mental illness because you have to believe that there is such a huge conspiracy out there that all... Um, uh, that everybody who believes in anything other than a flat earth is either brainwashed or, or they have, uh, they're intentionally keeping the facts away from people that, um, like for instance, a GPS, how, how in the world is a GPS supposed to work in a flat earth universe? Well, first of all, you can't drive around the earth. So it works, works perfectly. Well, true. You can, you can. <laughs> you have to stop at the water. <laughs> but you know, I mean, people can get so caught up in conspiracy theories that it's it. I would think at um, at arm's view away, it would be akin to paranoid schizophrenia when somebody looks at you and thinks that you're part of the conspiracy and you're trying to kill them or whatever. <clears throat> So, that's that's my opinion about the flat. <laughs> Sorry for destroying your whole premise and everything else. I didn't think we'd get that, oh, brother. Yeah, I know. I'm pathetic. <laughs> but but I mean, your premise. I think your premise holds because I mean, it's not a valid comparison between the two at all. Because there are virtually no scholars who believed in a flat earth and now there are hundreds if not thousands of scholars who don't believe in global warming oh, 30,000 plus yeah it, yeah so there is you can't compare the two when it, but i mean it's the same narrative where the science is settled which is it's not settled but just because you declare something is settled yeah. Then that's supposed to settle it, and and isn't that what happened with uh, Galileo? That he believed in Copernicus, believed that the sun was the center mm. of the solar system rather than the earth, and the Pope, or supposedly, and the uh, ecclesiastical officials, uh, told them no, that's not true, and they forced them to uh, at least verbally say they believe something that they actually didn't and yet we look back at that and, and criticize 
the establishment for doing that, but they're not going to do it now. Oh, no, <laughs> because be- the establishment is right this time. Exactly. <laughs> Why weren't they and right that, back then? And that's the that's the problem. People tend to be myopic. They don't they don't look any further back. You know the the saying: those who um, um, do not study history are doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, this is just a perfect example. And it's it's about politics. It's about winning the argument right now. <clears throat> now you can win an argument, but that doesn't mean that you change anybody's mind. And um, they're not interested you in changing people's minds. Beat them into submission. Yeah, they just yeah. quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're not. They're not willing, or they're not in it to change minds. No, they're in it to win. Yeah, and they're in it to force you. To, yeah, I mean, there's a reason that there was all these. How many states' attorney generals came out and they wanted to f- figure out how they could like bring charges against people that had a, a contrary view. About global yeah. warming? Are you kidding? Yeah. So I can't have free thought anymore. No. In our in our country of freedom, I don't have the option to have a a thought that might not be what the president wants or what the elites, what the uh, cabal, the George Soroses of the world have to say. Well, I I just saw something uh, uh, an article <clears throat> that. Uh, is an example of somebody who drank the Kool-Aid and <laughs> and when the policies that that Kool-Aid <laughs> propagates happens and affects them, they're willing to actually look at the truth and to change their opinion about it. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Maya Dillard-Smith, she was the interim director of the Georgia... Georgia chapter of the American Civil Liberties Union. Okay. She is a very liberal Democrat, African-American, one of only three in the United States who held the uh, state directors of chapters of American Civil Civil Liberties Union, which is a highly progressive, um, extremely liberal and I mean bad liberal, not the good liberal, um, <clears throat> who are uh, who support uh, pedophilia and all these other things. Anyway, she resigned, and the reason why she resigned is that two of her daughters were traumatized by ac- encountering men in the women's bathroom. What? That doesn't that doesn't work. And uh, so this is what the ACLU promotes. And uh, this lady said, I've shared my personal experience of having taken my elementary school-aged daughters into a woman's bathroom when shortly after three transgender young adults over six feet tall with deep voices entered. My children were visibly frightened, concerned about their safety, and left asking a lot of questions for which I, like many parents, was ill-prepared to answer. Yeah. She said she complained that the ACLU has become a special interest organization that has promotes become, really yeah <laughs> that pro- promotes not all but certain progressive rights and that the hierarchy of rights the ACLU chooses to defend or ignore is based on who is funding the organization's lobbying activities um and she further said, <clears throat> I understood it to be the ACLU's goal to 
delicately balance competing rights to ensure that any infringements are narrowly tailored, that they do not create a hierarchy of rights, and that we are mindful of unintended consequences. I believe there are solutions that can provide accommodations for transgender people and balance the need to ensure women and girls are safe from those who might have malicious intent. <clears throat> so this is one. So she quit. Um, and she's not a dummy. She, she's got a economics degree from Berkeley and a master's degree from Harvard. Um, so she's not stupid, but, um, she, reality became re real to her. The Kool-Aid wore off. Yeah. And it says in here, a transgender activist, a biological male who goes by the name Cher uh, Cheryl Courtney Evans, responded to Dillard Smith's resignation by calling her lazy, ill-educated, and a uh, female dog who needs, to, who needs to sit down and STFU, if you know what that means. <clears throat> so again, it's just another example of let's not try to change people's opinion. Let's not try to engage people in the marketplace of ideas. And shout them down. We, we shout them down. We force them down. We use violence in any way we can to try to marginalize them, <clears throat> which is exactly hmm. what they're doing. But it's, <clears throat> I thought, I thought this was uh, very interesting because, uh, you know, when was the last time you encountered a flaming liberal who was willing to admit they were wrong about something, you know? Well, when you start messing with people's kids and, and it impacts them directly, I think that has a huge impact. Absolutely. And it's in, it's interesting when when you're talking about liberals. If you talk about conservative Christians, they're being consistent with a plumb line that doesn't change, which is the Bible. Mm -hmm. So, so if you talk to them about these sort of things and they disagree with you, it is because they hold uh, uh, an objective teaching higher than the changes that happen in society. So whether or not you agree with them or not, there's a plumb line and you know where they stand. With liberals, that's an entirely different, entirely different issue because there is no objective plumb line that they can adhere to it all. It's constantly shifting. Mm -hmm. And the end result is also is always a desire for power to change society to to um, kind of create a society where there's radical egalitarianism, which is freedom, but then also radical equality. So everybody's free and equal to do whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. But that never happens. That, that, that can't happen in reality. Because if you have a lazy person who doesn't do anything and likes to suck off of society and you have somebody who's a hardworking person who wants to be successful monetarily or otherwise, those two cannot, um, they can't be equal in any type of society. Because what will happen is the, the hardworking person will stop working hard in those ways um, uh, that they can get ahead monetarily if they can't. If, if you raise the tax rate to a certain point that they can't, um, acquire any more wealth or whatever, 
they're not going to continue on that way. They're not going to bring productive capacity to the society, but they'll channel it in a different way of, of, uh, self-interest that will, that will, uh, um, get them ahead. Whereas the, the lazy person who all, all he or she wants to do is just suck off society is just Mm -hmm. going to take and take and take and take and drag it down. Um, yeah. You ever play Monopoly? Yeah. Uh, I saw on <laughs> uh, some genius shared again on the social media. Oh, a picture, joy. A picture uh, of a Monopoly game called Burnopoly. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing Burnopoly. After each trip around the board, you pass go. If you're the leader, you must give up one piece of property to one of the least. Ooh. The same goes for hotels, houses, etc. Instead of collecting $200, you pay 35% income tax to be split among the other players. Soon, no one's buying property, houses, or hotels. Eventually, everyone quits trying and waits for someone to pass go to get their hand out. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it's th- what you just said in a nutshell. Yeah. But what I f- think is kind of fun is uh, on the board where all the pieces are, they have yeah. changed the values. <laughs> um, Baltic Avenue. Uh, it has a then and now price. <laughs> then, $80. Now, Hundred seventy nine thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vermont, then one hundred now four hundred thousand. Oh. Oriental, then one hundred now two hundred eighty thousand. Ooh, boardwalk. Here we go. Then four hundred. Uh, now looks like six hundred some thousand. Uh, park place, then one seven three seventy five. Now it's not available. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, and true and sad Fruitful. all at the yeah. same time. Yeah, sad yeah. but true. Sorry, it's all right. Um, the the Olympics. It's a movement. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and we all need one. <laughs> <laughs> In the words of Harry Shearer, every day. Speaking of Harry Shearer, if you get the chance, his podcast is phenomenal. Uh, it's called Les Show. L-E-S-H-O-W. Uh, Les the, Do you know when the modern Olympic Games um, became, like, came into existence? That was in, wasn't it like in the 18, late 1800s 1894, something? I believe, founded uh, Baron Pierre de Coubertin. I'm sure there's some other way to say that, but uh, founded the International Olympic Committee in 1895. The IOC is the governing body of the Olympic movement, <laughs> with the Olympic Charter defining its structure and authority. Why do we have the Olympics? Do you know? Isn't it supposed to... Uh... Try to bring um, peace, because if you bring all these people together in a competitive environment that you can, I don't know, that was the, that was the only thing that comes to my mind. 
Why? Uh, well, <coughs> I have a story here in a second, but I'm trying to figure out when it started and why. Um, <coughs> actually, uh, Les Olympiades de la République, a national Olympic festival held annually from 1796 to 1798, so annually for two years, uh, in revolutionary France, also attempted to emulate the, the ancient Olympic oh, Games. Oh, yeah. The competition included several disciplines from the ancient Greeks and then a couple murders. Oh, no, that I added that. <laughs> The um, guillotine. The 1796. Ooh, they were prepping for the actual revolution. Um, <laughs> or, or kind of hearkening back to it, whatever. Um, the 1796 games also marked the introduction of the metric system into sport. I don't know what that means, but or why, why that matters. Oh, like kilometers yeah, or yeah. 100 meter. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. Meter, the meter dash. Um, this is not really helping. 1896 games. Uh, I want to find out why, what they, what they're for, and I don't think it's going to tell me what they're for. I uh, thought it was to try to promote peace, health, and wellness. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something. Um, hey, speaking of hey, that, <laughs> don't start fat shaming. Okay, <laughs> I forgot. I didn't. I didn't mean to. Um, this came out through May twenty seven. Which was five days ago, six days ago. Uh, Olympic chiefs have announced 23 competitors at the London Games in 2012 have failed retrospective doping tests. What? Those athletes are from five different sports and six different countries. The International Olympic Committee, IOC, retested 454 selected doping samples from the 08 Games in Beijing. Oh, I see. And a further 265 from London, 2012. It said the retests conducted using the latest scientific methods were focused on athletes who could take part at this year's Rio Olympics. Because if they aren't doping, they're going to get Zika. Uh, These reanalyzes... Analyses, maybe reanalyses show once again our determination in the fight against doping. It doesn't show that. Quote, we want to keep the dopers away from the Olympic Games in Rio, says President Thomas Bach. The reanalysis program remains ongoing. UK anti doping director of operations, that's funny, they have an anti doping director of operations, Pat Myhill. Teach and Chong. No, that would be the pro, the, the pro doping oh, director, okay. not anti. Wow, said the ability man. to retest samples as a result of new intelligence or the development of new testing techniques is a vital tool in the fight against doping in sport. So why? What is the value of going back? Are they going to take medals away if these people want? There's a lot of value, doping <laughs> man, man. Hey man. Wow. Hey man. Hey man. <laughs> uh, why? He's not here. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. What? What was the question? Well, was... and last week the IOC announced 31 athletes from the 08 Games in Beijing had tested positive. So, uh, what is the point of going back in time to test them? Because if if it's good now and these these athletes are competing now, aren't they going to have to get tested right now? Under these new, awesome, better methods? What's the point? 
Yeah. <coughs> Other than to make uh, themselves look terrible. I mean, it makes the Olympics look like a fraud. If they're going back, what, eight years and finding 31 athletes from eight years ago that tested positive. Are you kidding? And 25 that tested positive this year, 23, well, or from well, my, four years ago? Obviously, they took samples way back then at that point, mm-hmm. and they didn't, they didn't test them at the time, but they kept the samples. So do they do a random test? You mean like, okay, we're not going to test every athlete. We'll tr- test every other athlete for these things. I mean, why didn't they test these samples back then? Well, they're and, saying they have better better tests now. But yeah. my thought is, if what's the point of testing old samples unless, I, I guess, unless they were going to need, they wanted to compare the two. If these current athletes competed back then, maybe they would want to compare what they did back then to current. That then makes some sense, but why bother doing this then? Why have this big... I- press release about it you got me man i don't i don't know i i i think it's kind of ridiculous too because russia confirmed 14 that tested positive from the beijing uh included some that had medals so what are they going to do go back and take them away yeah evidently (laughs) or evidently not well that would kind of suck say uh say you got fourth place and three Russians got bronze, silver, and gold ahead of you, and they all tested. They all doped. So, so all of a sudden, you went from not even getting a medal <laughs> oh, to gold. To being to gold. <laughs> okay, so every, now that the, person would probably be okay with but it. But every, everyone, every one of those medals has a value to it. You get charged the value. So, like all the U.S. athletes, when they win gold, they have to pay the tax on the value of that of that medal when they come back to the States. So what if, what if this happened and those people have already paid that tax and they have to lose that medal? Do they give them the tax money back? Yeah. Or is that just, they just happen to get double taxation on that piece of hardware, which is more likely representation or, (laughs) or maybe the guy who gets the medal now is homeless because in in a depression, because oh, he, 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 <laughs> he got fourth place, he got fourth place. He's done, and now hmm. and now he can't now he can't pay the taxes for his new gold medal. Oh, that's an interesting thought. What are they going to do then? <laughs> I think they should just stop because they're destroying lives I by know. doing this. <laughs> Did you see the little side note that the lottery winners? <laughs> Were found that they uh, they bought the winning lottery ticket with stolen money. <laughs> like what kind of stolen? Like, like they stole some money, went and bought lottery tickets, and they won the, the jackpot with that stolen money. So now apparently they're getting uh, <laughs> the feds well, are coming, how do you, coming to how, them. <laughs> how how can you determine whether or not? I mean, did they confess? But I guess there was um, security camera footage that must have caught them do, doing the stealing. And then maybe the, I don't, I don't know. I rushed over the article, but it cracked me up when I saw it. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> Yay, we're millionaires. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Plus, we're going to prison. So, right. <laughs> yeah, when it rains, it pours. <laughs> enough is enough. 
<laughs> Sorry. I was just quoting Diane Feinstein again. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow, that would be. Would that suck? That would be a <laughs> bad day. I mean, you had this scheme that seemed to work so well. Right, right. Huh. <laughs> yeah. That's why I kind of I kind of live my life based upon the principle that I never want to go to prison. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's other principles, but that's a big one. That's kind of a big one, yeah. Whatever you do, don't do something that's going to cause you to go to prison. So, I heard that Donald Trump, if he wins, is going it's to give... It's not just a good idea. It's a way of life. <laughs> if Donald Trump wins or not going to prison? Oh, uh, not <laughs> oh sorry. 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 We've moved on. <laughs> or I've moved on. <laughs> Apparently, Donald Trump will uh, bring back the water in California if he gets elected president. What? Uh-huh. Okay. I mean, is that not godlike or what? <laughs> <laughs> Presumptive Republican so gonna, presidential Donald Trump nominee. Is he going to, like, stand out and raise his staff and... Uh, you know, kind of like Moses or something. I mean, he, where uh, did it go? He told California voters Friday that he can solve their water crisis, declaring there is no drought. Speaking at a rally in Fresno, California, was a few days ago, uh, Trump accused state officials of denying water to Central Valley farmers so they can send it out to sea, quote, to protect a certain kind of three-inch fish, which is oh. smelt. Um we're going to solve your water problem. You have a water problem that is so insane. It is so ridiculous that where they're taking the water and shoving it out to sea, Trump said at the rally. California is, in fact, in the midst of a drought. This is back to the article. Last year marked the state's driest four-year period in its history, with record low rainfall and snow. The comments came a day after Trump outlined an, an energy policy plan that relies heavily on expanding U.S. fossil fuel exploration and reducing environmental regulations. He held a pair of rallies Friday in Fresno and, this was last week, uh, and San Diego as he closed a campaign swing to the West, drawing vocal crowds of protesters, many carrying signs critical of Trump's plan. Many, yeah, it's California, so you're going to get many. Um, yeah. But not really much more. They're vocal, you bet, but they're not huge. About a thousand Trump foes, this is the whatever, we'll see if it's true, uh, demonstrated outside San Diego's convention center as Trump spoke inside to an enthusiastic crowd of supporters packed in tight. Police said they made three arrests, including one man who climbed a railing separating protesters from officers. His arrest led protesters to spray water and throw empty plastic bottles at police. Oh, that's a good idea. Jeez. Did, um, so he's bringing the water back. Good for him. Good for him. So he can control nature. They, there um, is no drought. They turn the water out into the ocean. And I, I, I guess what happens, I listened to uh, Joan C. Dvorak talk about, uh, he lives in the Bay Area, talk about uh -huh. uh, that. And I guess what it is, is um, the water in the Bay 
the salt water. If they divert the water coming down the river, I don't know what river, um, into the bay, if they divert water to the farmers, then the salt water goes farther up the river. And I guess that's not good for some of the habitat or whatever. So they have to keep funneling into the river to keep the salt water at bay. Ha, pun intended. So I, who knows? I don't know what, it's, what it would do, what it could do. So I guess there is water there, but they claim they need it to keep the salt water away. They're back closer to the ocean. They can't have the ocean creeping in. I don't know. Wow. <clears throat> I, I don't think Trump is an idiot. I really don't. I think he's um, masterful at spinning and at um, manipulating people. So it doesn't surprise me one bit if what he says is true about this. Yeah. Which is scary. Well, Dilbert, or I'm sorry, not Dilbert, but the the uh, the cartoonist who writes. Oh yeah, Scott Adams. Dilbert, Scott Adams. He he's predicting that Donald Trump will win in a landslide um, because he's. I guess Dilbert is a uh, is a hypnotist. No, oh, well, Scott well. Adams is. Yeah, the writer. I mean, yes. yeah. Yeah, Scott Adams. <clears throat> yeah, which I think is fascinating. <laughs> and he thinks he's going to win because he's a master persuader, that he yeah. believes Trump is a master persuader. Well, <clears throat> it, it's working. Well, as I'm reading this, I'm like, I kind of agree. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I do. Um, there was, uh, oh, there was something. Um... Oh, yeah. Like, uh, these are some of the things that Scott Adams says, is that Trump knows people are basically irrational. He <laughs> says, if you see voters as rational, you'll be a terrible politician. Um, and knowing that people are irrational, Trump aims to appeal on an emotional level, which, I mean, you got to agree, that's... That's the reason why half of the people in the United States now support or don't think anything's wrong with uh, homosexuality. Right. <clears throat> and the third point that Scott Adams said, by running on emotion, facts don't matter. Now, I would say that that is the entire platform of the Democratic Party, not running on emotion or not running on facts, but on, on emotions. And that's why so many times the Republicans get their clock cleaned because they come with facts and Democrats come with emotions. Um, mm -hmm. So you can talk, you can talk all you want about whether or not a, a, a baby in the womb is actually a baby or whatever. And, <clears throat> but the Democrats will come with, well, can you imagine what if you were that girl and, and you were raped <laughs> right. and, yeah. you know, or if you're a homosexual, uh, oh, what if if you've always wanted to love somebody and you can't love somebody? Um, but then the fourth, number four, he said, is if facts don't matter, you can't really be wrong. And he said, Trump doesn't apologize or correct himself. himself. That's true. Yeah. Well, he says, if yeah. you understand persuasion, Trump is pitch 
is pitch perfect most of the time. He ignores unnecessary, unnecessary rational thought and objective data and incessantly hammers on what matters, which are emotions. He said, did Trump's involvement in the birther thing confuse you? Or are you wondering how Trump could believe Obama was not a citizen? The answer is that Trump never believed anything about Obama's place of birth. The facts were irrelevant, so he ignored them while finding a place in the hearts of conservatives for later. This is later. He plans ahead. Mm -hmm. And then he said, with fewer facts in play, it's easier to bend reality. And, uh, yeah. So, I thought... I mean, I listened to it. I was like, wow, yeah. And that, I would say that you need, people need to have something objective, a plumb line that they can hold on to that is a compass that can orientate their beliefs and their emotions. Because if you you don't have one of the. God? Like God or the Bible. Yeah. What? Interesting. That's crazy talk. Crazy to have talk. a standard, have an actual yeah. level. Close-minded bigot. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And speaking of, well, now nah, Close-minded this bigots. <laughs> this isn't even a. This isn't even a good a good segue. Oh, um, nice. One second, let me find this. Um, I don't know if you saw this. But a uh, a Christian rock star came out as gay now. What? Trey Pearson from the group uh, Everyday Sunday. I think that's what. Name. Yeah, he came out as gay. I've never heard of them. Do you know who they are? Everyday Sunday, yeah. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, he came out as gay. He's gay now. He never wanted to be gay, he says. Huh. He has come to be able to admit to himself and his family that he's gay and joins a list of other out-gay Christian singers. And here's here's the thing <clears throat> about this. And this is what really bothers me, is that he has identified himself as a gay person. Mm-hmm. That, that he says, that is my identity. I am gay. So if that is your identity, you being gay, then you cannot be anything but gay. Mm. You're gay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you can't change because you're gay. That's like my identity is I'm a human. <clears throat> um, uh, and so if he's going to cling to that, um, there are going to be implications to that. Now, if your identity is that you are a Christian, that you are a child of God, saved by grace, through faith, and that you are going to live forever, and that there is this God who radically loves you, and um, you are to live your life in obedience to him, whether or not you have a desire to have sex with somebody of your own uh, gender or not is irrelevant. You might, you might um, struggle with that, but that's no longer your identity if your identity is found in Jesus. 
But if you find your identity in anything but in Jesus, I don't know. I don't know what you can... Uh, I think that's that's one of the issues that, that everybody's been trying to trying to do with um, like these ex-gay ministries where they're trying to get people to stop being gay rather than trying to, to have these people identify, if you are a Christian, mm-hmm. that fundamentally you are a child of God. That is where your identity. Right. And as a result, you were bought with a price. You are no longer your own. And if you were bought with a price and you are no longer your own, it's not about you anymore. It's about something more. And if you're in 50, 60, 70 years, you're going to breathe your last breath. And then there's eternity. Where you put your penis is, shouldn't be the biggest, uh, the biggest thing in your life. Right. <clears throat> well, uh, the, the Guardian has a little story about this posted today. Um, Christian rock star Trey Pearson has come out as a gay in a magazine interview. Pearson is the lead singer of Everyday Sunday in a letter published online by Ohio-based magazine, 614 magazine. Um, Pearson writes that he has come to be able to admit to himself and his family that he's gay, even though he, quote, never wanted to be. Quote, I grew up in a very conservative Christian home where I was taught that my sexual orientation was a matter of choice and had put all my faith into that, he wrote. I had never before admitted to myself that I was gay, let alone to anyone else. I have never wanted to be gay. I was scared of what God would think and what all of these people I loved would think about me. So it never was an option for me. I have been suppressing these attractions and feelings since adolescence. I've tried my whole life to be straight. So what if he had a huge attraction to cocaine? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be okay? To, I, I've been suppressing these attractions and feelings for years. I, I embrace it. I love cocaine. I'm a coke. I'm a cokehead. Or how about how about we create another sexual orientation, and that sexual orientation is an orientation to beautiful young people of your opposite sex. So as you get Ooh. older, um, you're orientated not mm-hmm. not to this woman who you married twenty years ago and is older and doesn't isn't as attractive to you. Um, so you should celebrate getting rid of her and being true to yourself right. and, and marrying the 19-year-old a cheerleader out of college. <clears throat> how, how in the world can we uh, condemn you for that? Um, because it's the same, same principle. Now, I'm sure that if you're a homosexual, there are different desires that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I don't downplay that at all. But what, what disturbs me about this whole thing is that um, he doesn't, he identifies himself as a homosexual rather than identifying, not identifying yourself as a Christian and also just being real about the fact that maybe you are sexually attracted to other people of the same sex. And there is no shame in that in and of itself. That is what it is. Just like there are people who struggle with uh, just a whole host of addictions for a whole host of different different reasons. We are all broken people. 
none of us is perfect. None of us is the way that we wish we would uh, ultimately be. But rather than, but but no, no, let's not do that. Mm-hmm. Let's let's destroy. Um, no, it, it doesn't say whether or not he is going to leave his wife. I certainly hope he doesn't. Um, hold on. Commenting on the letter to the magazine, Pearson calls his announcement, quote, freeing, but adds that he has lost some of the closest people in his life. He says some, quote, church people, quote, unquote, church people, act like the worst people he has ever experienced. He says he's starting over in many ways, quote, but it's also starting out lonely. In the letter, Pearson also praises his wife, to whom he has been married for seven years, for her support. The couple has two children. And that, that right there, I mean, yeah. if that if that is the case, that really bothers me. Yeah. Because he's more concerned about his own, his own quote-unquote, s- personal Sexual desire, exactly. And uh, a lack of control. Yeah. And his stinking kids. Yeah. What a shame. I don't know. That's frustrating. And the the biggest piece of that that frustrates me is the playoff, like the the total attempt um to make this seem normal, natural and acceptable. Well, and and in this case heroic. Yes, yes, exactly heroic. Yeah. How good of you, how big of you, you are such a man that you can stand up to your wife and your kids and say, you've been living a lie and you're going to go out and be an abomination in your actions. Good choice, buddy. And then to be upset when people who hold a moral view and hold to the truth of the Bible be upset when they don't follow you. And um, again, just because he's struggling with something, there's no shame in that. Right. There should be no shame yeah. in that. And and the church should be the type of place that if you are struggling with that, uh, struggling with same-sex attraction, that people aren't going to bat an eye yeah. about it. Right. This is the David Allen Show. And just for fun, we'll play a little bit of his music, just for fun. DavidAllenShow.com DavidAllenShow.com A little taste of everyday Sunday And this is Lead singer has just come out as gay And Is this them? Yeah 
And apparently we're supposed to applaud him for abandoning his wife and children to be free. DavidAllenShow.com Um... It's unfortunate because they have a sound that is very attractive to this generation, the young millennial generation. And when the the church, when the Christian voice becomes tainted with a lie, it's it's hard to continue on. It's hard to stand behind that. And for them to be upset about that, when you deliberately walk away from the truth that you've been raised in, I mean, what kind of lies have you had to listen to to get there? That's the thing that I don't understand. This is the David Allen Show. Yeehaw. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, I forgot you don't care about basketball, do you? Well, uh, <laughs> fine care. What? Okay, uh, I'll define it this way. <laughs> you if, don't if, care. <laughs> if, if all of a sudden basketball was illegal, you wouldn't my know. St- <laughs> My standard of living would not go up or down. <laughs> <coughs> your uh, your life goal of not going to prison wouldn't be in jeopardy. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yeah. Uh, d- headline I just see at the side of the page here: A cyclist died after three ambulances could not find the Olympic velodrome. That's not good. The what? The Olympic velodrome. London Ambulance Service. This is from 2012. This isn't new. Uh, Oh, wait, no, no, no. June 2, 2016. Cyclist died after three ambulances could not find the Olympic velodrome. London Ambulance Service took 27 minutes to reach the venue because sat-navs had not been updated since... When were the Olympics in uh, London? Oh. 2012. (laughs) Oh, man, a 60-year-old cyclist died after three ambulances failed to find the Olympic velodrome because their sat-navs had not been updated. The man collapsed in the venue's changing room on on 18 August of last year. Okay, this is not terribly current. After completing a, a cycling session at the indoor track, which is regarded as the world's fastest, and where the team GB, Great Britain, won seven gold medals at the 2012 Olympic Games. A call was made to 999, I'm sure that's the 911 of Europe, uh, yep. at 5.19 p.m. when the cyclist was reported to be experiencing chest pains. The Evening Standard reported that velodrome staff administered first aid and attempted to restart his heart while they waited for paramedics. But by the time the first paramedics from the London Ambulance Service arrived, 27 minutes later, the cyclist had gone into cardiac arrest. He is believed to have been taken to a nearby hospital but was formerly pronounced dead. That's kind of sad. You would think 
that uh, this is insane. You think, okay, um, you you might be an expert here that if you are driving about an ambulance in an ambulance, you're the driver. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't you know the area? And let's say you have one of the biggest, biggest sporting events in the world, in your town. You don't know where that's located. You don't know where those facilities that they built and spent billions of dollars on. Are you kidding? Unless Fire them. You're, you're new? Fire them. I don't care. Hi. I would like to apply for the job of, of ambulance driver. Okay, do you know where Big Ben is? Do you know where the London Eye is? Do you know where Buckingham Palace? Oh, the big Olympics. Do you know where those are? Okay, you're hired. How hard can it be? Have we gotten to such the point that we cannot do anything unless we are told where to go by a sat-nav system? Uh, I, I mean, know, apparently, but... I, I have a hard time disagreeing. <laughs> <laughs> so, therefore, seems... I'm not going to. <laughs> It just seems sad. Well, obviously sad for this guy and his fam because he's dead. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's not well, a, yeah. It's not a good story, but hey. I... Yeah. I can't imagine the... Unless... Well, no. I'm not even going to speculate. <clears throat> I have no idea. Okay. Unless um, there's... There's some kind of requirement that they have to that you do follow the map, that, you know, yeah, and that some, could be, and then, then that's on the higher ups, which they'll learn, yeah, you know, they're the people that kept Jimmy Savile alive, so they're not going to yeah. do anything. Um, yeah, the you you uh, have in your prior and perhaps current life um, been associated with uh, an ambulance system, correct? Correct. Um. Uh, are you at, at the the level that you are? Are you required to follow a map? <laughs> yes, and we're supposed to know. Yes, <laughs> but that, re- I mean, really? I mean, if you you yeah. plug it in and it tells you which way to go. Yeah, it's it's in its paper. Oh, and... <laughs> oh! So you have some leeway. Some yeah, common it's called, sense. It's called a a, a, a paper brain. map. <laughs> And and um, you follow the paper map, so hmm, that's fascinating. Um, I know. And nobody's died oh. by us following a well because we didn't have to find the velodrome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know who our president is, right? Donald Trump. I mean, <laughs> Obama, right? <laughs> He was in Elkhart, Elkhart, Indiana. Is that right? Uh, Elkhart, yeah, Indiana. Wednesday, that'd be yesterday. Um, at a press conference, he didn't mention uh, the probably the next president by name, um, but it was clear who he was talking about. Uh, have you ever noticed when Obama goes off the teleprompter, he really doesn't speak well? Have you yeah. ever noticed that? Kind of a stutter machine. Uh, uh, is like Mel Tillis. I don't know if that's probably. Do you know who Mel Tillis is? Campaign for Hillary. Listen. If we turn against each other, based on divisions of race or religion, it, 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 
I don't think this is edited. Now, I did not edit it to add any extra ones, so I believe this is straight how it was. Based on divisions of race or religion, if we fall for, you know, a, a bunch of okie doke just because it, it you know, it... it uh... What is okie doke I think he's he's basically folksy charm kind of thing. Is, I think he was trying to make okie doke a term. You know, like okie doke. You know, like okay, like folksy, folksy. Really, like a yeah, adult, but some dunce. Oh yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of. just because it, it, you know, it. it, it uh... You know, it, 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 it sounds funny or the tweets are provocative. Then we're not going to build on the progress that we've started. So, okie doke. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I, um, we all thought Joe Biden was the stutterer. But apparently he's overcome that. I don't think Obama has. Yeah, but I think Joe Biden can. Um, I don't think he needs a teleprompter in order to. No, he's speak. great at BS. That's for sure. But yeah, I mean, he had a like a, a really stuttering speech impediment as a as a kid. Biden did. He talks about it, but he overcame that and has you know trained himself. I mean, obviously, in his thirty some years in the Senate, trained himself to be such a good orator. Uh, wow. Obama apparently has not. And it's just fascinating that when he goes away from his written remarks that are typically have to be on the teleprompter, he cannot form a thought without stuttering like crazy. So to me, that now it doesn't prove he's an idiot by any means, but it proves that he's not near as polished as his supporters want you to believe. He's obviously no fool. Well, not be a fool, but he's not an idiot. He's very intelligent. Okie doke. <laughs> okay, good ding, good one. <laughs> Okie doke. Look that up, would you? It's like, okay. Like, I agree. You know, okie doke. Hey, I'll see you later, okie doke. <laughs> but in the context of him using it, does it make sense? Yeah, I think I think what he's saying is that when somebody uses just kind of a folksy charm but with okie no dokey, content, okie dokey is what you say. You don't say okie doke. No one says that. It's okie dokey. Yeah. yeah, but okie doke is, no, is short for no, okie doke. I don't know. No, I'm asking um, the Google if it has an okie doke. Uh, the Urban Dictionary <laughs> Okie doke is a joke played on someone Someone getting played for a fool Also someone who is fake oh. Okay Well okay, there you go well, that makes sense. So Barry yeah. reads the Urban Dictionary <laughs> um, hmm. I don't know it's weird 
No, that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. I think so that, basically yeah. he's saying... Otherwise, it's it means yes. Yeah. Which I don't think he meant it to mean yes. So he's trying to be from the hood. I mean, he always has been, but he's really trying to be kind of gangster with that <laughs> definition, right? Well, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine Snoop Doggy Dog saying <laughs> okie doke. <laughs> so. He would say okie doke izzle. Yeah. That's what he would say. Yeah. Speaking of Snoop, I don't think I have it. I thought I, I, I read it though. He is irritated at all the black people that are um, like going back in time, you know, whining about the history of, you know, it's you know we're 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 so we're so poor, you know we're looking back in time the slaves. He says no, we need to make our own, you know beep. We need to do our own stuff for today. We don't need to go back there and think about the old stuff that they're talking about. We need to do stuff now that's today. Which I for shizzle, I, I kind of agree. For shizzle, yeah. I mean, unless I checked, he's black. Yeah, now yeah. He's a very rich black guy. True dat. Word up, yo. Word up, yo. Money. Huh. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, other than the State Department has finally agreed and admitted to uh, the fact that they deliberately cut out the embarrassing question and the embarrassing answer back from 2013, when they admitted that it was a good idea to lie to the American public about the Iranian deal and to keep it a secret. Uh, they cut that piece out, and initially, it was a glitch. We don't know what happened. Oh, don't worry, it's been put back. It was a glitch in the system that that piece, that exact length of, of time, was just gone. Don't know. Well, now they admitted that, well, it was deliberately cut out. Um, we don't know why. We don't know who asked for it. But yes, it was on purpose. So for them to blatantly lie, like in whole cloth, Shocking. bald Shocking. face, and then come around. Why doesn't anyone Outrage in that it. room say, ooh, ooh, pick me, question, question, Mr. Kirby. Um, since you lied about that, why should we believe anything else you ever say? Ooh, that'd be a good question. That would be a good question. And but, oh, uh, no. we won't get that. No. No. Because uh, they don't believe in lying. <laughs> I don't think they believe they are lying. <laughs> Do they? I mean, don't I mean, isn't don't their you? job to lie? And so this well, is like, part of yeah. the game, and it's just what they yeah. do. It's, just, it's in the job description. Spokeshole, yeah. spokesperson, uh, definition of that, liar. Oh, wait, no, that's, that's also the definition. That's the language that liberals speak. I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, but, I mean, don't you think... Um, I uh, Part of me thinks that it's almost like a game to them. So, I mean, almost to the point where they might be shocked that people are outraged that they're lying because that's, like you said, that's what they do. You know what I mean? 
it almost feels like to me that they're like, well, yeah, we lied. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> yeah. I, th- yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Kind of like, well, <laughs> really? You, you didn't know, you know? <laughs> so they would be shocked that if people would actually question that. Yeah. Like, what's the big deal? Of course. Oh, you didn't know that's what I'm flipping through in this binder every time? Is this appropriate lie to tell? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I think I like that better. Yeah. I mean, because that's how, that's how I... So how would you how pose I that? How would it. you pose that question to them? Um... Is it true... That the binder you look through is the appropriate lies to tell us. <laughs> that would actually be interesting. <laughs> Those are the approved lies you get to tell, right? Right. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh my. Well, this is the David Allen Show. Yeah. David Allen Show. Dot com. Hey, that's us. Indeed. How strange. Bing, bing, bong, bong, oh, bing, bing, bing. That's not, but it's okay. Um, but. <sighs> there we have Ooh. it. <clears throat> he went deep down in the vault. <laughs> Speaking of rats. <laughs> and lying. No. Um, this is the David Allen Show. Uh, coming to you from the... S- oh, I can't say that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> from from somewhere that's not the uh normal the home place. bunker the home yeah yeah um we will be back to normal next thursday i believe normal uh, maybe not normal uh we normal. will be back again next week at the same in- time in these same 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 stations and the same facility, the the t- the usual facilities. The usual facilities, yeah. Not the facilities, <laughs> but the facility, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um. Whoa. Hi. Now we will have better interweb connection by then as well. So that's always good. This is the David Allen Show. We must draw this episode to a s- close. Unfortunately. Um, but before we do an abrupt uh, end <laughs> right, we don't want that <laughs> um, I don't know how my Golden State Warriors are doing I say my <laughs> they're not mine <laughs> I actually just started liking them because they're winning I'm a fan of the winner you know if you follow a losing team you are down all the time right well, like you, like, I don't like follow you, or, any team, so... Well, okay, you... you <clears throat> there's there's freedom in that. The, you, in quotes, like you as in everybody. The everybody you. You're kind of just... I mean, your mood follows the te- your, the mood of the team, right? <laughs> okay, <Sure>. so... <laughs> if you were to like a team, that's how it would be, right? <laughs> sure. I can't talk to you about this. <laughs> um... So, it's much better to just go for the winner, right? So, why do you have yeah, to have I'm... a team? You just go for the winner. No, I can't. You can't go can't for the winner? 
No, I can't really critique your logic there. <laughs> okay, you at some point in your life you have watched fans react to a win or a loss, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, when they lose, they typically react poorly. They typically what? React poorly. Loser-like, yes. dejected, they're upset, some people are crying and screaming, some people are sad, yeah. they're just, you know, they're distraught. But on yes. the other side of that win, or that loss is a win, and the fans that wanted that one, they are elated, they are happy, uh, they, who knows, they just are in on cloud nine. What happens if you always go for the winner? It seemed like you'd always be happy, right? Probably more happy than not. I could see you getting behind this logic since you don't care about sports. Yep. <laughs> you should be the guy that just runs for the winner. Well, now, if I knew ahead of time that they were going to win, <laughs> but I don't like investing time and effort into uh, a bunch of losers. So. <laughs> Nice, nice. Uh, Sorry. Spe- speaking of winners, the Golden State Warriors beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, one hundred four to eighty nine. Who beat them? Golden State beat Cleveland. Good. LeBron James needs his- to be put in his place. I'm a Steph Curry fan. <laughs> He's a oh. winner. He's a winner. Winning. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, and because social media is so good, the Twitter will give me the option to celebrate tonight's big win. I don't really care. Oh, again. Yeah, again. <laughs> don't care. Uh-huh. When you have players... It feels so good not caring. The first name of this one player is Draymond. D-R-A-Y-M-O-N-D. Draymond. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. There you have it. On to No Agenda Show. <laughs> this is the David Allen Show. News that you care about and you need. Well, or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> this has been a strange show tonight. Uh, I appreciate all of you listening. Uh, you have any last words there, David? Uh, don't be stupid. Oh. Okay. Indeed. DavidAllenShow.com on uh, the Facebook at David Allen Show. Uh, email us at DavidAllenShow at gmail.com. We will be back again live next week. If you uh, don't get us live or you want to hear the rest of the show, if you missed it all, um, th- we're on iTunes at search for David Allen Show. Uh, also, uh, DavidAllenShow.com, there is a link right there. Uh, the latest episode link you can get on and listen to the archives right on there. Yes. And oh, baby, <laughs> don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good one. I will uh, see you next time. Toodles. <laughs>